God bless everyone. Amen. Um, first of all, um, for those men that did sign up and would like to uh, be part of that committee, um, I would like to meet with you just for about 10 minutes um, after service, if you can. Uh, we have two, we're two weeks away, and I definitely need your help um, in order for this to um, be done well. Uh, definitely, uh, I'm calling on your help. Um, also, um, although um, <laughs> Hebrews just came to mind that my wife said that the Bible said that I have to f- fix the coffee every morning. And she said, the Bible said so. I said, what are you talking about? She says, yes, Hebrew. You guys got it? Hebrew? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Searching for source. You know, um, several weeks ago, um, the, the screen um, uh, wasn't showing, you know, the songs that uh, were being played. And I seen how drastically uh, um, and fervently they were attempting to work with uh, trying to get it up and going. And uh, unfortunately... As you know, you know, things happen. We're imperfect. You know, not, not one of us is perfect. Um, thank God for Jesus, right? And also, uh, things in this world, in the world, it's, it's not, you know, perfect neither. So, um, I kept looking up, and, it, it, and the only thing I would see instead of words, you would see searching for the source. Source found. HDMI. That really didn't mean much to me. I don't know much about technology <laughs> because I am um, uh, computer illiterate, uh, amongst other things. Um, and I don't know the songs. I have a bad memory, and the songs didn't come up. I would only hit the key lines, you know, that I remember. But nevertheless, um, the worship leader was resourceful. What he started to do was to start saying the words before that line came up. He became resourceful. And the meaning of resourceful is the ability to overcome problems, to create a solution. And this real source is wisdom. The source is wisdom as our pastor has been, has been saying for the last several months, is that wisdom is Jesus. And what we ought to do is seek wisdom. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 16, 16, how much better is to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver, to get wisdom rather than gold. What gaineth a man, right, that gains the world, riches, and yet loses his salvation. It really, it's, it's based on wisdom because wisdom is Jesus and through him is salvation. Seek it. Whatever it takes, ask, seek, knock. 
for wisdom. Matthew 7, 7 tells us, Ask, and it will be given unto you. Seek, and you will find it. Knock at the door, and the door will open for you. Now, we're always looking for that source. That source is what actually gives us, keeps us healthy to the extent to know that God is there. In the Old Testament, we, we know, if you go into the book of Exodus chapter 28, um, that source was tangible. You can see it through a source. It was 12 stones on, on, on the chest plate of a prophet or a priest. And what would take place is when they would call uh, um, for God's direction, either um, one stone lit up or another lit up or all of them lit up, whatever lit up, but we know it lit up. It was soothing. It's soothing to know that God is there when it's tangible. In that case, it was tangible. They can see it. Um, when, when Israel left Egypt, it was also tangible. There was a cloud by day to protect them from the sun. And by night, it was a fire. His presence was tangible. It was seen. And that allowed them to feel or put them in a level of comfort. But what happens when you don't see him? You know, I said uh, on the screen, we've seen the letters HDMI. And a lot of, when we don't see God, or we don't, we don't see something tangible, we, we start to believe, I can't, I won't, I, our eyes. It's just, it's, it's hard for us to function. I just can't. And we start be, to become weak, and we start uh, to doubt a little bit, but the Bible um, declares something. But let me give you the, the acronym of something that I received Instantly when I seen HDMI, remember, we were searching for the source. And the source was found, as I, I mentioned earlier in the Old Testament, in through things. You knew that his presence was there. But what happens when you don't see him? So this is what I, 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 I felt in my spirit or tugging in my heart. HDMI, heavens declares my eyes. Heavens declares my eye can't. I'm unable. I'm weak. It declares my, my eyes, the heavens. Second Corinthians 12.10 tells them, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. When that, those weaknesses come in, when we don't see what we want to see or need to feel, he is there. It may seem that you missed the cloud. It may feel as though nothing is lit up. 
But God is a God of present help. Psalms 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in time of trouble. Present means not I can, not I will be. It means I am. That's how he introduced himself to Moses. I am, meaning present help. You might not see him, might not see what he has done or is doing. That brings weaknesses. That brings faint in our spiritual life. But he's there because he's a present help. He just delays. Paul declares in Acts 17, 23, 24 about not seeing. He got up and in the temple there was many, um, uh, many statues. And, and when he went to a void where um, it was an unknown God, he says, that's the God that we serve. Because we can't see him. We don't see him. At times we don't even feel him in the time of trouble. But he says he is our present help in the time of trouble. He says that is the God that we serve. The one we can't seal. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night and says, well... Um, how is it possible um, for us to be reborn again? Now, Jesus told him. He says, you see the wind? Obviously, no. But with a strong wind, you can see the effects of the wind. You can feel the effects of the wind. And that is the God that we serve. We may not see him, but we most certainly in due time will feel him. We will see the results of knowing the unseen God. Now, we see this, these four men in the story that we read earlier, or that Carl read for us. And these men were searching for that source. These men were in need, or one in particular needed the source of healing. His name was Jesus. One thing I see in this story is that although they didn't see him because he was behind closed doors and he was surrounded by people that were listening to him, they needed to be resourceful. They needed to come together and work together in order to see God's hands work. Sometimes we have to fight like Jacob. Jacob in, Je in Genesis 32, 26 says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Sometimes we have to fight for the blessing. We might not see it. We might not know that it's there, but one thing that we must do is fight for it. Fight for it if your life depends on it. Fight for your rights, for we are children of the Most High. We must fight even though we may not see Jesus, but we know that he's there. These men knew that Jesus was in the house. They knew that this man needed a touch from Jesus Christ. But there was a distance. 
There was obstacles. But one thing we know is that they used their resourcefulness. They used their wisdom that comes from the source itself is God. HDMI. Heavens declare my eyes. They could have said, I can't. I don't know how to. I just don't understand this. But God is the giver of wisdom. They came together with their knowledge, their resourcefulness. They worked together to accomplish victory. We need to come together in order to proclaim victory, not only for my benefit, but for the benefit of others. We all have resources, whatever it may be. Let it be in knowledge, finances. Let it be in the power of prayer. Let it be by giving. Bring our resources together. Three, two is better than one. In order to benefit others, because God has called us to serve and not to be served. The four had really no business. But they looked at the need of the one that was lame, the one that just couldn't, the one that had no no way of doing the things that they did, but they knew a way. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the way. Use our resourcefulness. Use our God-given talents to benefit others. But it is necessary for us to come together in the vision of maybe the one, the one that is needed. In the name of Jesus, he's called us, hallelujah, to be able to be a blessing to others. But the question that we have to ask ourselves is, what is that God has given us? Because we need to understand where our source is comes from where our help has come from it comes only through our lord and savior jesus christ and if he's given it to us it's for us to be used like instruments so that we may become a blessings not only to ourselves but to benefit the lives of others. Now, let's just suppose this man that was in need, that couldn't walk, had a family. If you transform one man's life, he may transform others. If you help that one, you would change multitudes. If you help that one, others will see. Because they left shouting. They left shouting that Jesus is able. They left shouting to say God is good. And when others hear, it's like a symbol that resounds so that others may inquire of what is good, delightful, and tasteful. Hallelujah. Knock. They couldn't knock because the door was impossible to reach. But they used their resources. It probably wasn't easy. It's hard enough to get on a rooftop. But to carry dead weight, to carry something that one man couldn't do or that man couldn't do for itself, he needed the help of others. They lowered him down. Sometimes we have to lower ourselves down in order to reach the needs of others. Lower ourselves down and worship. Lower ourselves down and prostrate before the king of kings. We need to go down in our faces, down with our faith, hallelujah, in order to benefit others. Lower yourself down. But let's do it corporately. Because the Bible tells us clearly where there are two or three in his name. He is there. Two is better than one. We are victorious. 
But when we do it corporately, things seems to go a little bit smoother. Wisdom starts to be thrown on the table where they come together. Wisdom comes together to transform the life of others. Fight for your blessing. It's yours. They and us have resourcefulness. But the source and the resource is found in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hebrews 5.9 tells us, And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. He became perfect. He became the source of eternal salvation. Jesus wasn't just in a book. For those that were in the, written about in the scriptures. He's alive and well for each and, each and every one of us that is here. He's a resource that we can depend on. He's the source that we should call on. Call on me. Call on him when, when, you, when you are weak. Because we clearly read that, and if you don't mind, I'm coming down just a little bit for a little bit. He is our source. He was glorified. He was made perfect. He resurrected from the dead. He is our eternal salvation. He made us white as snow. He completed us. He redeemed us, saved us, forgave us. He is our source. Those men knew who to take that man to. And if we felt any of the above that was just mentioned of what he has been to us, especially in the middle of our lives when we find ourselves those difficult moments, our eyes, I can't, I won't, I won't survive. I can't hold on. I'm sure that we've all experienced Jesus during those hardships because he makes a way out of no way. Philippians 4.13 tells us that all things are possible through Christ that saves us. We are saved. We are redeemed because he is our source. He is the author of our lives. He knows our coming in and our coming out. He is the great I am in our lives. But how can we help others with what he's given us? We clearly know that um, scripturally he asks, and I always use this as a reference, he asks, Moses, what is it that you have in your hands? What do you have in your hands? And what he needed to do in order to see God's glorify the simple thing that he had in his life was for him to release it. We need to release the God-given talents that he's given us. We need to release some of the things that we even have. Release it so that others can be blessed through our lives. But importantly, more importantly, what I'm trying to get to on this morning, what I wanted to say is there's opportunities for us to come together to help this church move forward. 
We recently are discussing about small groups. There's a women's group and there's a men's group. How much more better that if Paige didn't have to do it by herself? How much more better it would be if I didn't have to do it by myself? Which I understand we're not. It's just to say a point on this morning that sometimes the screen, which is our lives, may look as if it says searching for source. And that's when God shows up. When we're searching for him. When we seek him. When we're knocking. When we're calling. Jeremiah 33 3 tells us, call on me and I'll show you great and mighty things. Don't we know that he's there? But there's something about needing him. He's pleased in knowing that we need him. He's pleased in knowing that we cannot do everything without him. He's pleased in us calling him daddy. He's pleased in us calling him, calling him father. He's pleased in knowing that we want him to reach our needs. Because when he reaches our needs, what it produces in us is nothing else but worship. When we do good things, to our, good things for our children, they say, thank you. Thank you, Dad. They give us a hug. We know that our source is from the heavens. In return, we go back and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for waking me up and allowing me to have my senses. It's in the simple things. Sometimes we reach so high to see big blessings, and sometimes we just have to move our head a little lower and look right across the board and know that we're being blessed every day. Every day we're being blessed by the simple things, by running water, And if I don't have running water, I can go next door to my neighbor. Blessings. If I have a bite to eat, well, hey, there's shelters. It is what it is. And when we start to acknowledge him and know that he's capable, we'll pursue him. Although he pursues us because there's nothing, nowhere we can go that he's not there. If we go high in the mountain, he's there. If we go low in the valley, he's there. If we go in the bottom of the ocean, he's there. But just to know that we're needy, that he is our source, that he is our provider, that he is our keeper. The simple things that sometimes we take for granted, right there. Sometimes at work, when trauma patients come in, you, you, you hear them screaming and yelling and carrying on, help me, help me. And, 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 and it's, it's the, you know, it's disturbing, especially to family. And I turn to them sometimes and say, you know, thank God that they're calling out for help. First of all, they have strength. They have knowledge. What seems to be wrong necessarily isn't always that bad. We heard the saying, if you're served, if you're given lemons, what, what do we make? I thought somebody was going to say a drink or something like that. 
I was looking in the church. That's resourcefulness. Making something out of nothing. A rod with a simple stick. Nothing. But it was created into something living. Sometimes it may seem that nothing is going our way. But as I said earlier, he makes a way out of no way. We just need to do in the midst of, 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 of Job's trials and tribulations. Um, we clearly see that um, he lost everything. He lost everything. Now, when he broke his clothes off and when he worshipped, when he fell down, when he threw dust over his head, when he became bald, was at the only time and point when he lost his children. When he lost everything else, he never worshipped. He never fell down to the ground until it became really personal. And let me tell you, you can lose loved ones, you can lose friends, but uh, you're not supposed to outlive your children. He went to the ground. And his wife said, curse your God and die. But he returned and said, that was telling him, you can't do this with your God. I can't. But the heavens declares your eyes, the end result. She says, curse your God and die. He said, naked did I come, naked should I go. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Your eyes may seem impossible. An incredible feeling. But when you know Jesus is in the house, lower yourself. Lower yourself in worship. Lower yourself in pain. Just lower yourself. Because like the prodigal son, Jesus will come running to you and he'll fall down to your situation. And he'll honor your situation. And he will turn your frown upside down to the extent that your test will become a testimonials. The heavens declares your eyes. God knows what the end result is. And in the midst of your suffering, in the midst of my suffering, in the midst of I, the I can't, he is present help. So our job is to do exactly what Israel did. Was fight. Fight for your blessing. In the midst of trials and tribulations, fight for your blessings. Fight. It may be tight sometimes, but fight anyway. Because the end result will be in you glorifying God for him keeping you. And for him turning things around to the extent that you may leave. Like that man that was paralyzed came back or left. Not the same way he went in. He came out different than what he went in. Why? Because there was other men that was willing to. 
willing to sacrifice, willing to put their knowledge together to make a difference in one man's world. And that man's world was forever transformed. How many here need some sort of transformation in their lives? How many? Let's become resourceful. Let's come together in agreement with a few other people. Let's come together with this Bible class, women's Bible class. Let's come together not only with this men's breakfast, but for future events. Any other event that this church is being called to. It's an opportunity to see victory. Not only for you, but for us. There's no you, there's no I in us. Am I right? There's no I in us. And together, the acronym for together, wherever teams I always use is together, everyone achieves maximum. And I say with the S, teams, success. Together, everyone achieves maximum success. How many are willing to come together with me and Paige and let's just make this church move forward and let's fill up this temple? You know how we do it? Sheep beget sheep. A pastor just leads the sheep. So the ones to really make a difference in this church is you that are sitting in that seat there. Amen? Amen. Let's go before the Lord in prayer.